Welcome back to the Controvert Podcast, where we talk about growth motivation, modern dating, and crazy stories. Today, we got a special guest named. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Hey guys, my name is Axel Axe, and I'm a filmmaker originally from Cuba, and I'm here to see if we can pop this podcast up, get Hell some yeah. good stories. Hell yeah! So I think you talked about how you came from a third world country, right? So today we're going to be actually talking about growth motivation. We do have three different sections, but Today we want to talk about growth motivation, how you come from a different country, a third world country, right? And you can still be successful like Axel Arzola. So go ahead. I mean, do you want to give like a brief introduction about like how you came about like your, I mean, you, you do a lot, right? You do like your film production, producer and director and also writer, right? Artist. Like a, like a entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, coming to America, you know, and and I think I would love to even shift it even more and to think about people who are already in America and how they can like change whatever they're doing and whatever they are and like how to go after the dream and the things that they want to do. Because like in my case, I came from another country, so it's like a big jump. But most people, I think they get stuck because they were born in America and now they're trying to figure out like, how do I do better? How do I move from like Idaho and move to New York? Or like, how do I go after the thing that I want to do? And I think for me, like the biggest thing is like to not be afraid to like just jump and go into something that you don't even know if it's gonna work out or not, but just like fuck it, just like go and, and decide. I think if you decide, hey, I can do something, I could either like do a little job and just grow old and die or I can decide I'm going to matter. I'm going to do something that is so freaking hard that people are going to respect me for that. And even more than people that I'm going to respect myself for that. So like in my case, like I'm coming from Cuba to me, just coming to America is like huge. Like there's so many hundreds, thousands of Cubans that come to America and do just to have like, so you can get perspective. Like we didn't even had like food. We didn't have shoes. Like, my socks had big ass holes in them. Like I had to wash my socks whenever I came back from school because I only had like two pairs of socks. So I had to wash them by hand in a sink and then put them behind the fridge so they would dry out so I could use them the next day. So just coming to America and like once you have everything, I think that's why it's so hard for some people to break through and do something amazing with their lives, even if they're in America, because the base level is already covered. Like. Most people already have like good food and they have shoes and they have clothes. Yeah. So let, let me ask though, like, so yeah. I guess what you're saying is that if you grew up in America, it might be a little bit harder, right? Because you possibly have it so good and then, or probably not like so good, but you have like the base level of like happiness already. Standard mm-hmm. living is already covered. Like mm-hmm. us in America, we grew up in America. We never had to do any of that shit, right? Like yeah. just watching stuff like that but I'm sure and I always sympathize with people like that because I read things like this so I would say that if you come from a different country you go through all these struggles you, you never know how it is to win unless you know how it is to lose a lot right so do you believe in that model yes the the only thing missing there is unless you change your desires and what you're expecting of yourself you might just go by years and years and years just thinking that you're just doing okay. I think self-improvement can only take you so far. At some point, you need to have some type of experience in your life that kind of breaks what you believe is possible. 
So yeah. for me, even I had like stages in my life. So coming from Cuba to America, that was huge. But then I remember I was in America and I was looking to live as cheap as possible because of the culture that I was coming from and just like being so poor, I was trying to find a way to buy everything from Goodwill, go to Walmart and buy like the cheapest food and like find ways to make everything last longer and like the cheapest apartment that I could find. And it wasn't until I had this experience where I remember I got hired to go shoot a commercial for this big uh, private yacht company. So, you know, they have the big cruises where you have like 5,000 people that go on a cruise. And that's about $500. There's another level to that where this company had this private boat where only about 80, 85 guests could come on the boat. And it's this one massive yacht, right? So the staff knew every guest's names and what they like to drink and to eat. So you would That's like, crazy. you would come in. Like I remember I came in and I was filming and like I go and I, I'm seeing like behind the scenes how they're getting ready for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. So like they had the whole staff ready and like the guy in charge was like okay today for dinner we're gonna have this is the list of people that is going to be joining us so like he started listing out names and then the guy who was in charge of the drinks would say oh yes they like this red wine and this white wine and then the chef said oh and for them we're gonna make this meal and this other like course. did you have to know all that too i didn't have to know I mean, anything i was just like a worker i was filming no oh, i was just oh, filming okay. filmers don't have to know that yeah i didn't oh, have gotcha. to know that so i was just there for like the week and we were gonna go all over the caribbean yeah going into that experience showed me what real money is and and a glimpse of that mm -hmm. and i was like i need to have this in my life like, I'm not going to be content with just, like, getting by, yeah. with just surviving. I'm, I'm oh, sure, shit. I'm sure though, like, everyone knows, like, what real money is, right? They see, like, all these Andrew Tate videos. They're like, oh, all these nah, but but, you know I mean? like, a video is one thing because there is part of your brain that you're still thinking, ah, they're faking it. Mm. But For when, me, I don't think that. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of other people do also believe that they're not faking it either. But... Um, I think the question I have for you is like, how do, how does one person get to that level? Like, how do they get connected? Because you're pretty well connected. So what do you have to say like as advice? Because let's just assume that we all believe this. Okay, we all believe this. This stuff is real, real, real money. So what do you have to say? Like, what advice do you have to say to these young folks? Like, how to get connected and all that stuff. So for me, the the advice that I would give to any young man that wants to level up on their networking is take six months and learn how to do one or two skills really well. Yep. So get good at that first, because dude, there's nothing worse than meeting someone important and you trying to leech off of them and trying to get connected to them yep. and you have no value to give. So like I experienced this like all the time. So I produce for a show that is very famous with Tom Bilyeu called Impact Theory, like a massive podcast, like almost 4 million followers. And whenever we go to events, there is like a multitude of people that come and then they want his time and his attention. And I can see how in three seconds, you can tell whether a person has put in the work and they have something going on for them and they have something of value that is this biological, psychological thing that pulls you to want to get to know them and do something later. And also you see that they're not as desperate. When the person doesn't have like a real 
like base of performance of skill of like actually knowing what they want to do they're all over the place like they're asking you three different questions they want you to help them with three different projects that are all related so if you are a young guy like 18 to 25 like whatever age you're in and you want to get connected to these people so you can get to money and success don't worry so much about connecting first do the skills so pick a lane pick one or two skills that you're going to get really good at and then what you can do is find those people that you want to get connected to and this is like where the real magic happens those people work with people in their team that have more availability than the top dog so like the top person cannot give you attention if you're from the outer circle and you're just coming inbound sending a message trying to get their attention like they can't they don't perform at the level that they perform if they're checking every like instagram message or like yeah. call email they can't so instead of working so hard to get to the top person don't be stupid go and network with the person that is two levels below because that person is way closer to where you are and that person is also more willing ahead, to work, yeah. more willing to talk to you and understands where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And also that person is two steps ahead of you. Let me ask you this. Is yeah. that why you wanted to connect with us? Because we're like only 500 subs. You're like, right. no, with you guys, I saw the video with Logan. So I, I like Logan. So I was like, oh, if Logan did that podcast, yeah. I'm going to go check it out. I want to ask though, like what wants you to uh, give us like a chance, like for example, like these low-level content creators you know what I mean like the thing is that you cannot think of things as low-level content creators mm -hmm. like that's something that I think because I remember you mentioned something like that on Popularity. Logan's you mentioned something like that on Logan's interview yeah and now you're bringing it up here again yep. so I think there is some kind of insecurity in you that because you don't have the follower count you feel like you're less and I th you have to stop that like from now on you cannot like next time you think of that, think of me saying, <laughs> "Panda, stop it." No, no, okay, it's not like that. It's more like because be, people base it. It's not like insecurity. It's more like it's the facts, right? Because people base it off follower count. But right? think That's about stuff, it. Right? I'm so, sitting here with you doing the interview, yeah, and you just almost like cut off a point that I was making to ask me why did I want to connect with <laughs> yeah, you I know, I know. even though you had but, smaller followers so that tells me that you feel even like your body language right now like you're uncomfortable <laughs> right now and I love this <laughs> like I love this because it does take takes I, I feel the same way that you feel yeah. I also feel that like when I'm reaching out to someone that has like 1 million followers and I try to get them on my show I do feel that Mm -hmm. but because I have worked on the other side of things I understand that people don't think about it like that and this is why the person that is on a mission to fucking be the best they will do everything that is necessary to get there so for for example for me I'm coming here I'm going to have a great conversation with you yep. what if in two years you blow up this podcast and now we are connected because I was like so for exactly. me I saw exactly. a clip Logan is on your show. I trust Logan. So this is something that is a little bit advanced, but we can, we can get on this point for a second. You're doing branding by association. So in this case, you have Logan on the show. I have Logan on my show. I know Logan. I know he's legit. So I'm outsourcing the due diligence to him by saying, if Logan went on that podcast, that means 
he looked into it so he knows that these kids are legit or at least they're worth his time then i go listen to the to the content and i see you guys have good questions you have good chemistry like you got something going on so i'm like you watch the full thing by the way not the full thing. Like oh, I, I got through like, <laughs> so, it's like almost two hours. Like yeah. it's long. Yeah. Logan was talking a lot during that podcast, man. Yeah. We were just listening, but you know, I think you bring up a really good point. And, um, also it's amazing that, you know, just like, you're not like super crazy, like famous, right? Obviously you can say that, but like you're able to connect with someone like this here. I'll show you right now. So let's just play this video real quick. It's, uh, this guy's name is candy Ken. Life is a computer game and I want to like pick the most fun character and I feel like Candy Ken would be like the character I would choose. I think the most people just overthink everything, especially their content. They, everything has to be a specific way and they like slow themselves down. I, I rather try my whole life with uh, Candy Ken than just do some random thing that I don't really love. So we can see here we got Axel right here, Candy Ken right there. Uh, just for proof, everyone who's 1.3 million followers and so you know you're not like Life. crazy top dog stuff like as a content creator but you're still able to connect with these people which is like i think that's incredible because usually when i see people collabing they only collab with like certain level equal or like more than them right but you're able to connect with someone like just at a totally different level so you want to know how that happened mm -hmm. yeah so i met candy can back when he had like no followers so I was friends with another creator, Devon, and Devon and I met when he had like 20,000 followers back in Tennessee when I was going to film school. So two years after that, Devon and I link up. I was trying to help Devon and we were trying to develop a TV show together. So he, at this point, he had like a million followers. So I'm like, oh, let's go out to dinner. Let me introduce you to this other actor. He's like, oh, come pick me up. I'm at Hollywood Boulevard. I go and then Devon was shooting videos with Candy Ken and uh, his wife, Baby J. They had no followers. Mm -hmm. But when I met Candy, he was doing like in that period of time, I was only around them for like 15, 20 minutes. And they did probably 10 or 12 TikToks in that time. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like they would shoot TikToks like in a minute. He would think of an idea and then they would go and shoot it. And they were they had like their whole list. And they were shooting content like crazy. So I saw that and I saw the energy and I'm like, this guy is something. Like this guy has it. Mm -hmm. Like this guy is gonna go far because he's crazy enough, but at the same time he's not he's not precious with the content and he he has that drive. So I just connected with him. We we like exchanged numbers or something, and we sort of stayed in touch. The thing is that once you've identified those people and you actually try to do a genuine connection with them that is what will actually give you in the future the access to those people because they actually know you and they know you're not trying to use them like yeah. so i would say if you're trying to network going back to the the point before the reason i i had candy can on my show is because candy can and i go way back and we know each other from before so i came out and shot a music video for him and we shot projects together and he came to my house and we edited videos together and like it's a relationship before he blew up right before he blew up yeah. and as he was blowing up like he has like 60 million followers on tiktok like he's That's crazy yeah and he has like a million followers on youtube like but they are actual professionals like you see him wearing the pink and the all the yeah, crazy yeah. shit mm -hmm. 
that guy is, is a is a shark like he wakes up he makes the content like it's everything with a process everything is well thought out and well distributed and he's disciplined he has to do his makeup when he wakes up too like well, the candy makeup yeah he does that like after he goes and hits the weights oh yeah so That's work out first work, and then makeup <laughs> okay well Dalen, you had a question about this right yeah uh, i was wondering um people like this like um candy cane uh candy can <laughs> candy can candy can my bad uh -huh. um do you feel like people uh, in today's generation, do you believe living in um, like uh, the present and moment is more emphasized than like delayed gratification? Well, for sure. Everyone thinks that people are going to blow up super quick and they're going to get famous super quick. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing videos for a long, long time and my channels still haven't blown up. But I know what the path is because I have been around people like candy can, candy can mm -hmm. and i know candy that cane. all it takes is like a lot of time mm -hmm. and you have to find like what's the thing that you like to do and like the thing that is unique about yourself mm -hmm. and then be willing to like do a bunch of that and see where it goes like yeah. with you guys like you need to do a shit ton more episodes before it actually blows up oh for sure so mm -hmm. there are some stats that 90 percent of podcasts only make it to episode three Oh, I think I saw something like this yeah. too. Yeah, and Remember? then it gets like, yeah, it gets crazier as it goes higher. Yeah, and then out of that 10% that makes it past episode three, only 90% makes it past episode 21. Mm -hmm. So we're already past episode 21. <laughs> so you guys are already out of all the podcasts that have been created in the world. That started. Uh -huh. That we're got still consistent. That we're started. Still yeah. yeah. You're in, in that top 1%. Mm. So now when you think about that, you only need to compete with about 25,000 people instead of millions of people. So millions of podcasts have been created. Only a small percentage makes it past that episode mark. So mm -hmm. the fact that you guys have done more than 21 episodes makes you have an actual shot. Mm -hmm. Now hey. I just need to convince you that you're not a small time creator Th and that this you're going to make it this big. This is critical, man, because like on our podcast, we have growth and motivation. We're doing growth and motivation right now. And someone, our guest is motivating us, which is, that's crazy, man. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> So what's your episode that has done the best? Uh, I would say the one with Logan. Yeah, because when we connect with like, obviously like more famous like content creators, then that uh, really pops off a lot better. But um, also things where we do like analysis with Andrew Tate, mm. those pop off as well too. But it's not like we're 100% with like Andrew Tate videos. Um, there's a lot of videos that we do that challenges Andrew Tate, right? So what points do you guys have that you challenge them? Um, for example, like, like just how uh, if a man has status, right? This is just like one example I'm thinking of. If a man has status, he thinks that he has more authority over the woman. And that's what probably I would say that we, we would not disagree with. Um, but I want to get more into like about you. Mm -hmm. So let's just see this real quick. Oh, wow. Yeah, so over here, um, just a little bit more social proofing. So Graham, I, actually I was just watching a video with him like doing another podcast just yesterday and i think it's amazing that you're able to get connected with people like this and candy can um with graham was it like the similar situation no graham is completely different so graham came to interview tom bill you so this this picture is on the set of impact theory and that's the show that i'm a producer for mm -hmm. so graham came to interview tom and 
we had a little bit of like email communication and then on set after the interview i told him you know i, I watch your videos like for a very long time you inspired me to do a lot of youtube content i actually bought yeah. his youtube course like four or five years wow. ago mm -hmm. and the course is really good i've watched it like three times and like we were just talking about the course and i was telling him yeah i did this for like this video and then it blew up this way and like we were just had a good chatter and then at the end i just got the picture with him mm -hmm. but it's not like graham and i are friends it's not like we are like and that's the other thing i guess you have to be careful with social media is yeah we work together on a project he'll probably remember my name but he's not my best buddy like i can't just call graham and be like yo what's like up associate, like associate yeah right like mm -hmm. work friend or something like that yeah it's like we worked on a project together mm -hmm. and like if i run into him again at a at another event or anything like that and i'm sure we're probably going to do other stuff together but it's not like on social media like people do podcasts together but like for example we're doing this podcast right now this doesn't mean that you, you guys and i were like close friends or we're going to hang out all the time yeah. no it could lead to that. And the, I guess that's the beauty of people like, think start thinking like that, like the younger generations, they think you guys shoot a video together. Like, oh, they're buddy, buddy, right. like super close or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No. And some other people that you will do a video with and maybe it's the opposite where you think, for example, with Candy Can, you probably think that I just some way, somehow just got in touch with him and then I did a video and then that's it. But in that case, Candy Can and I were actually friendly. Like he has come to my house. Like I know his wife, like his baby like all of that is coming out of a long-term relationship and friendship with that person mm -hmm. which is really cool and i know you guys are going to start developing those things too and mm -hmm. that is something that for the audience that is trying to level up and the young guys that are trying to get connected to other people try to make the relationship as real as possible people will make the mistake of trying to get something from the person like i want to get close to this person sure. so i can get this or i can get that or yeah. i can to that other person dude you're gonna like people like a secret agenda like you're yeah and it's like we're not fucking stupid like we know how to read people every yeah. successful person that you come across with they have had negotiations with people they know how to read like body language they know how to read your communication they understand whether you're full of shit or not because we do <laughs> yeah we have we have to do all of that. So the moment you're trying to snake someone and like, I've seen it, like it's beautiful when like. <laughs> when they're full of shit, it's so beautiful. Yeah. No, I've seen that too, man. Because yeah. you, can, you can read through it. And the beautiful part is when you have, like when you're in the middle and then mm. you're next to a person that is higher level than you, and then lower. you're in the middle and then you see people lower yep. than you. Mm -hmm. then you can actually be in the middle and see the game. What, from... What's up with everything? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about us? You think we're trying to snake you? I don't think you're trying to snake me. I mean, I'm the one who reached out for you guys to have the podcast. Yeah. I think in your case, you guys were probably really happy. Oh, this guy yeah, seems yeah. legit. Like he can be on the podcast. He's not super famous yet, but I can see that he has quality, that he's going to go far. You looked me up. You saw that I already work with real people. Yeah. And like, all I want to do is like actually have a conversation and talk like real stuff so we can mm -hmm. actually help people. Because this is the thing. If I do a clip here that is fire, my brother's going to do a good edit, then it's going to come out. If I'm saying something that is actually legit and it's actually helping a kid like close a business deal, connect with someone that they want to it connect with. It was on with. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
and then it's going to come back to help me because now I have guys that reach out to me all the time and they want to work in media. They want to be editors. They yeah. want to be producers. They want to start their own podcast. And because they watched a piece of content that I made that helped them, now they want to help me. And that is amazing. Like the leverage that you get out of that. So if people are in it just to be famous and to like, oh, look at me and this and that, you won't go far. Mm -hmm. But if I'm having the interview, I'm being so selfish that I want to drop really good advice. So whatever kid watches that clip, they're like, this guy is fire. This guy is actually helping me. And that's why I interrupted you and I say, oh, but don't think that way. You're, you're not just a small time creator. You have potential. You have this. You have that. You have to change how yep. you think. You have to change how you talk about yourself. And for the young guys that don't feel that they're at that level yet, yeah, you're not. You have to get good at something and then come to someone and try to actually help them and give them value. That is the fastest way that you can level up and get to your own success. Do you think that self-awareness is key though? So if a guy, he's like super confident, he's like, oh, I'm only like 50 subs and I'm doing all right. Wouldn't that kind of be a little bit toxic because he thinks that he doesn't need to improve at all. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. a little bit self-awareness, like understanding how much followers, how many subs you have, and then needing to improve and you know really appreciating when people like you come on board it's like a really happy thing you know so i from my point of view it's not like um for example like changing the mindset it's more about like yeah i understand this but yeah i'll make fire content we'll make fire content so we'll, we'll continue to keep improving and it's not like a sense of lack of confidence right do you feel i guess like self-awareness goes a long way as well yeah, 100%. If you know where you're lacking, that would help you. So that way you can actually listen when a person that is ahead of you is actually giving you advice. Because mm -hmm. there is nothing worse than you trying to give advice to someone that is earlier on in the path as you and doesn't have the reps and the knowledge that you have. And you give them the wrong advice or something. No, like I'm giving them good advice mm -hmm. and then they are so cocky that they keep fighting me on the advice. Yeah. Have, have you have you came across people like oh, that? Oh yeah, happens all the time. Like I would tell people like either with a film project around budgeting or scheduling or releasing a film, going through the festival circuit or with podcasts like right now, I produce a podcast that has almost 4 million followers. Like that's what I do full time. Mm. I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But then I will speak to someone about their podcast. I will give them an entire content strategy and how to get about it. And then they fight me on it. You think pride gets in the way or like their ego? Or it's what Panda was saying of mm -hmm. the awareness. It's like they're not self-aware enough to understand that even though they have passion and big ideas, they just don't have the skills. And mm -hmm. skills will trump your passion every time. It doesn't matter how passionate I am. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I'm passionate about all the stuff that I'm doing and still on to like put the pieces together. My Like the episode that I have with Justin blew up because it was a strategic move with a person that at that time was blowing up and the episode was crafted in a way that could actually like pop. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm like not taking into account all the things that I'm learning from the other projects that I'm working on and I just do a random episode, like if you do the same interview with that same person, it won't gain the same results because you're not thinking through the strategy and the storytelling that I had in that episode. Yeah. And you see it like there are other episodes that came out before my episode that didn't do as well. 
and then my episode because of the structure and the way it started the way the sequence happened like there's a technique that goes through with all of the social media and all of that so part of it you do have to do a lot of reps you do have to put out a lot of content but then you have to analyze that and then whenever you're doing content with a, a creator that has more followers that actually has the be like open-minded kind of like kind of you know take take their advice like a grain of salt you know kind of see what they have to offer you know don't be like too like in yourself type of thing i feel like yeah especially for the younger generation right? talking to mike do you yeah. yeah especially for the younger generation i feel like you're aiming towards to um kind of uh teach them a little bit because i feel like nowadays like i said before like our recent generation a lot of kids nowadays are just kind of in it for instant gratification they kind of don't know like oh like uh the long term how it's going to pay off people kind of just look at like instagram and like instant gratification and kind of expect things to happen like um quickly and stuff mm-hmm. cool um let's get back to uh sorry Axel, I don't know if you know, like, the format of, like, how we run, like, podcasts with, like... No, I love this. Having okay. the screen helps yeah, yeah, a lot. And ha- then people can actually see the screen, too, as we go. Yep, yeah, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of tabs here. So, basically, like, I guess, like, I'll explain, like, how the, the podcast works. But we do kind of, like, video analysis of what um, our guests would talk about, uh, especially if they're, like, a huge content creator. So, we have all these uh, tabs open for Axel. Um, I really like this one because it's like talking about being a filmmaker, an artist, businessman, and a creator. It's like one of the hardest things to balance. Who, who's this guy that, uh, that you're in the picture with? So this is uh, Isaac. He's a really talented photographer and director. Mm-hmm. And this podcast was really special because Isaac and I didn't know each other uh, before the, the episode. But because we had similar path, like when you are as, as a filmmaker and you also have your own production company and you have to get projects off the ground, you have this half of your mind and your heart wants to make beautiful images and just shoot cool projects and do cool stories. Mm-hmm. But the other half is like you need money that you need to make Funding, money. Uh-huh, yeah. Whatever. So you need to do projects for clients. You need to go and shoot events and you need to shoot random shit to make money. So you can buy the cameras and the stuff that you need. Mm-hmm. So it was a good episode of just talking about the behind the scenes of that, what it does to your brain, and when you're trying to create things and also keep at it, keep at it in a way that keeps your business flowing. Mm-hmm. It was a very interesting conversation. Also, he has a lot of experience working with high-level celebrities, and we got on the episode. We got into that idea of how much of it is a character that, that those people build and and show off mm-hmm. and how much of their personality is actually their unique like how they are mm-hmm. so celebrity culture in america is very entertaining very interesting everyone wants to know what the celebrities are doing and they are all fighting for attention of the same group of people so you know every celebrity is trying to outdo the next one and they want to have a, a weirder outfit and they want to do crazy stuff so people talk about them. So we see through all of that. We work with those people and, and we have to like manage their crazy sides and like the crazy stuff that they want to do. And at the same time, understanding that if you are trying to get attention, you will need to create some sort of brand and you need to have a uniqueness to it so people pay attention. Yeah. So. And did you have something to ask about? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I did want to ask though, you know, you're doing a lot here, but first I, I do want to say something. We have, um, we didn't introduce him, uh, CJ in the background. Uh, this is Axel's brother. He's yeah. like photographer. So he's taking some pictures. He's just chilling right now. I think, yeah. did you take enough pictures? For now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a rest. And CJ is a killer director, to producer, editor. Like he's yeah. like my better half. He's amazing. Like that intro that you play with Candy Can, he made that. So oh, I, okay. So so you're like the one that speaks a lot, and then you're you're also like a filmer. Or? Yeah, I'm also a director. So the way we learned how to do all of this was like a team by then. doing everything different skills right mm -hmm. we have the same skills same it's sk even oh, better okay. yeah we have the same skills why, why so. doesn't he come on to talk too <laughs> well, <laughs> yes <laughs> yes because he just yeah. came to cube from cuba from a year cuba. ago mm -hmm. so he's still getting better with his english but he has yeah. a show in spanish so our whole oh. plan is i'm gonna dominate the english, the english. world he's Dang. gonna dominate the spanish world and then the two brothers are gonna like get the whole so the whole world to like pay it's attention also a little bit of luck though like just being born with a family where you have a brother and then you guys have like kind of like the same skill sets and the same ambition well you could say that it's luck but at the same time it's not so like i was very intentional to share when i was a teenager and i was learning about cameras and filming yeah. and directing i really wanted him to learn all of that so he started off as an athlete like playing baseball and then he went to the army and then when he came back like he really got more into the whole side of like filming and production and all that so in a way it's luck that cj also likes the same things but he put in the work to learn all that stuff like because we were separated for about 10 years where i was here in america and he was back in cuba so we had some time together where i was able to teach him a few things and like get him started but then he took on on his own yeah. journey of learning how to be good at it and now we're together working on, on by, projects. By luck, I kind of meant like because I have two brothers as well. They're both older than me. And then we all have different ambitions. So would it be kind of luck that you guys had the same interests? Right? Well, it's not luck. So I made sure that I nudge him a little bit to be like, this is really cool. <laughs> no, but if I do that, my brothers, they'd be like pissed off. They'd be like, I don't want to do that. Right? Yeah, because I'm the younger one too. So what, Are you the older one? I'm the old. Oh, <laughs> so what do your brother do? What does your brother do? Um, well, my oldest brother is in real estate. So well, why, he, he kinda, why aren't you in real estate? He kind of pushes me to be in real estate. Then get on real estate. That's the thing. Like, I mean, my passion is still with content creation, right? Content so, creation with real estate emphasis. I was thinking that, but you know, it's not really what I want to go with. I, mm -hmm. I want, I like our topics, growth, motivation, modern dating. And what does your bro other brother do? He's uh, just an engineer and like now he's a family guy. So it's just an uh, engineer. Um, so I'm also an engineer, but you know, you, you can't really collab as engineers, right? What do you mean? Are you crazy? Like, yes, you can. <laughs> okay. We, okay. So. He so you guys more, are three brothers yeah he, and you both live here in america we all live here in america yeah in the same state yeah we're all in, in the same city yeah los angeles area yeah right that is amazing that's, that's so what i'm thinking you so, guys so need to build like the next silo or something exactly. are you like what type of engineer are you guys i'm a mechanical my middle brother's uh kind of like a civil engineer 
Okay, so, so you guys need to build shit. Dude, that's why I'm thinking, man. It's good. Call, call up your brother do. after this. You guys gotta <laughs> I mean, build a real estate empire. But, but like also, dude, like it's it's a little bit hard because like sometimes you know it's all about someone else's their ability to work, right? You can't really keep pushing someone to be a better person if they don't want to be. If they're too lazy and they don't want to improve, so sometimes I see other couple, um, not couples, siblings. Like you guys, you guys are kind of like the power siblings, right? Like also Andrew and Tristan Tate, they support each other so much, right? You guys are kind of like that. I, I would see that you guys kind of resemble that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think sometimes luck is involved, like getting connected with people. But for example, if you didn't have luck, right? How would you kind of advise or give like advice to someone that didn't have like this luck that you grew up with with your brother? Say, for example, your brother didn't exist. What would you do? Well, if my brother didn't exist, I will try to find other people that could be like my brothers because the advantages that you have with that is there is no way. For example, like right now, let's say you're trying to compete with me in this podcast world, right? Mm -hmm. Like just as an example, yeah, you're going to lose because it's just you against me and my brother. So we're yeah. going to we're going to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if you find like, for example, with Dalen, if, if you guys find a way to make it to work as a brotherhood, you have way better chances than if you go at it alone. Yep. Now that you, I have several people in my life that are in that close circle that I consider brothers, but there's still a little bit of separation between CJ and I, because like we used to like eat from the same plate. Like we used to wear like the same clothes. We would share everything. Like he was a little baby and I would like, feed him like dad like Wait, what's the age gap like five six. years six years oh sh yeah that's yeah, me and my oldest brother six years yeah so dad i don't think as, as close as you are like the other friends that i have that are really close and i'll do anything for them we have been friends some of them for like 10 years 15 years five years and we're really close but there's nothing like that brother uh bond, bond yeah now how would you go about doing that though like finding someone that would I think I would start in your case I would start with your brothers so I would come up to your older brother and I would tell him hey listen like I've been thinking about this I've watched this video in this interview and try to find one of the interviews and tell him like I think you and I need to find a way to like be closer and almost like apologize to him for not trying sooner to get close to him like if you as a younger brother, you come to your older brother and say, hey, I apologize that I haven't been closer to you and following your lead. And I really want us to work as a as a brotherhood. Mm. And you almost have to take your pride and your ego down and almost put whatever dream. And, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but put whatever dream you have on hold for a moment and come up to your brother and tell him whatever because he's your older brother whatever dream you want to build i will dedicate myself for the next six months in my free time to help you with that dream and i promise you if you come to your brother and you sit down and you're having dinner and you have this heart-to-heart -heart conversation with him if he's half as smart as you are he's gonna be super impressed and he's gonna think about it and he's going to find a way to get closer to you Okay. Well, just me, having that, then yeah. you guys can decide like the direction that can come the, later. The way you're kind of painting it is then that the older brother 
he's a smarter guy. Like then whatever he says, then the younger would have to follow. And so say for example like this, um, what if like the younger brother he's like a prodigy, and then the older brother he's not as smart. He's a drug addict, and then has all. I'm not saying my brother's like that. I'm not gonna go into like my personal life, but mm-hmm. just as an example, right? If the、uh, younger brother is more competent than the older brother, and the older brother wants the younger brother, hey, just be my bitch, do this stuff, but you know it's not good long term plan. Then wouldn't that also Be a path to failure. Then, well, if your older brother is like that, then like we have a problem. But、yeah. with this, is assuming that your older brothers are good people. You guys are just not pulling the same like train.、Mm. So if your older brother is like has drug problems or not competent at all, not driven, doesn't he doesn't. To, by the way, I just、yeah. want to make that clear. Make yeah. That. So that is a very difficult situation to be in. Yeah. So for anyone listening, if that is the situation that they have with their brothers, and there's probably most people, they're gonna have some some challenge like that. Yeah. Because everyone has family problems. Yeah. Let's be real. If that、Especially、is the truth,、that. like that is very difficult. Like for example, with us, like our younger brother, he doesn't want to do the things that we want to do, and I'm still like on a mission to convince him and to find a way to get him here to America and to put him into our like team. You guys are three brothers too. Yeah, we're three、oh, too.、Shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. You ever watched the movie、uh, Four Brothers?、Mm-hmm. You did the、It's、the game、really、movie, right? Movie. It's yeah. Pretty... <laughs> It's a really good movie. It's、so, good. It reminds、dude. me of、uh, us, right? It's just if、yeah. we had one more brother, but yeah. Yeah. I I still think with the things I don't know every all the details about your brothers, but everything that you're talking about, it seems like you guys could team up and do something really yeah, amazing. Sure. And yeah. you with media, like every brother is gonna have their own specialty. But when you bring all of that together, dude, like it's it's killer. Yeah, it's just all a matter of coming together and really, yeah, resonating with each other. Like what you said, being chill with each other first,、um, then really making your goals each other's goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to this,、um, I, I did have a question for this thing that we we're talking about. So you are a filmmaker, artist, etc., businessman. Do you ever feel like that? There's a lot that. How do you manage this? Do you get stressed? Because some people be like people who do all of these crazy plethora, like like me and you, right?、Um, I don't know about Dalen, but <laughs> just gonna be honest. So like, I, I'm I work a engineering full time job, and then I have. This and then I'm I'm also getting into real estate, right? So it's kind of like a similar thing with you. So would you say that you're more happy that you have all of these things that you have to just build up? Because other people on the outside they'd be like, "Oh, this guy's probably not happy." And so would you say you're happy? Would you say you're fulfilled? Like, what makes you more inspired to want to keep going down this path of being able to manage filmmaking, artist, businessman, and a creator? Yeah, for me, like when I'm doing this kind of stuff, I'm the happiest. Like if I wasn't doing as much, I would find a way to just fill it up with more things to do. Yeah. My struggle is not that. My struggle is, I guess, what you were touching on before, like getting stressed, getting overwhelmed, because it is a lot. And because I'm very talented at multiple things, I want to do multiple things, and I get excited about new ideas. So that's where I have my brother that pulls me down, and he's like, wait, 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 like. You already committed to this, to this, to this, to this. You can't come up with something else. Like every now and then, I get to the house and I'm like, I have a new idea. I have a new business, a new company <laughs> that we can start. And he's like, Yeah, here we go. So, having people around you that can help you with the, with the focus, and also 
finding systems to be able to execute is what makes the difference between the amateurs and the pros. What do I mean by that? I've been working under people who created a company and sold it for a billion dollars, and it took them five years to do that. So Tom and Lisa Bilyeu, they started Quest Nutrition's, the protein bar company. Oh, Quest? Yes. So something that I have learned from them is that systems are the path to stability and scale. So you cannot do things without systems. And when I say systems, this is an example. With your podcast, what is your system to reach out to guests? Do you have like a spreadsheet with all the names, the contacts, the topic, who is their PR agent, their follow account, like in, in a marker that says, I reach out to them. They said that they're going to reschedule. They said no. Like if you create a system for that, then in 10 minutes you can go in and either hire someone that can come and replicate that for each guest or you yourself. It only takes you 10 minutes to go through and like add people. So creating that system then allows me to do that in a manner that it takes me way less time. So as long as I understand, hey, I have all of these goals, how can I structure them and create systems for each section? And then you use technology and like social media and things like that to expedite that. So for example, with the podcast right now, you guys are have a good example. You're using OBS mm-hmm. and you're switching between cameras and showing the, the screen. And by the time yep. we're done with the podcast, you're going to have a, a cut from the program, right? Yep. So then thumbnail, headline, title, blah, blah, blah. And then you upload. Other people will shoot the podcast. Like when they think about it, you probably your little engineer mind engineer all of this. So you could have it <laughs> in a streamlined way. Yeah, I think everything fucking calculated. Man. Yeah, it's crazy, which is great. So you're using that to your advantage. So now the reality is how long does it actually take you to create this content? Mm-hmm. Not that long. We're going to spend like a couple hours here talking. Then it's probably like an hour or two to get the episode out. Yep. But you're you're creating a system that allows you to create content at scale and then you can leverage media. So this interview could have 200 views or it could have 2000 views or it could have 2 million views. Mm -hmm. So you're creating something that is so valuable and it is hard. It is difficult. That's why you have to go to the source of the people who know how to do it and try to jump ahead. So if you can learn from someone that has created a system, you can save yourself three years of all the pain and struggle. That's why I bought the course from Graham Stefan. And then like in a week, I absorbed all the information of what he learned over three years making his YouTube channel. Mm. So then with that information, I can try to apply that same system to the things that I'm doing. But yeah, it is difficult. Managing your calendar and your time, that is key. And that's a place where I still struggle because I want to do so many things. And then sometimes I schedule it and I'm not perfect. Like I'm tired, but I don't feel like it and I don't do it. But then I kick myself in the ass and I'm like, no, but you said you wanted to be this person. You promised yourself that you were going to make all this money, that you were going to make this movies, that you wanted a million followers on your YouTube channel. So you have to drive on a Sunday to see Panda and sit down and talk about this. So then I can have good information, give good content, clip that out, put it out and have a connection with another person that is making content. So it all comes down to who do you want to be? 
like who do you want to be honestly like whenever i feel like i'm tired or i'm overwhelmed or like why am i doing all this and why do i keep doing this it's not getting anywhere i know who i am i know what i have in, in me i know what i can accomplish and all i need to do is just stay the course and keep doing it because i'm the person that will be that that will become that that will achieve that so start with your identity if you can fix your identity and just very simple wake up one day early in the morning get some coffee don't check your phone don't talk to anyone just sit down with a little piece of paper and just dream about who do i want to be yeah i think that goes back to like sometimes for me i wake up man and then we work you work out too right Sometimes I'm sore as hell, man. I'm like tired as hell. I'm like just resting in my bed. I'm just like, dude, I just want to like lay on my bed for a long time. And sometimes I even go like, maybe I should play some video games to hype myself up. Then I end up playing some video games. In the morning? Yeah, in the morning. <laughs> He's like, in the yeah, morning? In the morning. And I'm like, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> like, serious. Like, I'm a huge gamer. Like, when I was young, from when I was young till now, not even now, like I quit like just a, a couple of months back, but like it was like I would be making excuses. I'd be like, I need to game to wake up. And then so that's why I bring this up, because it's like I would have these realizations, these contemplations, revelations where I'm like, man, is this like the kind of person I want to be? A lazy motherfucker just sitting in his bed, like laying down every day just because the day before I worked out and I'm sore as fuck. Fuck that. Chuck a chug some water i'm like oh shit i got some energy let's go and mm -hmm. then i just get some mad stuff done yeah it's all um, mental man something something yeah. that helps me with that is i have a little mantra and i don't believe in no like meditation shit or like manifestation crap like i don't believe in any of that i just have a simple mantra and that's why i made the show and it's just like high level so those two words whenever i feel like that in the morning I just tell myself you are a high level person like high level like I just think of that now Same. it like I have built it into my own mind and we all have weird days that we don't feel like doing whatever it is that we have to do M bringing it back to your identity and who you want to be with a little silly phrase connect that phrase to the badass motherfucker you want to be and like make that as close as possible and it will take time but if you're able to do it even if the first day it takes you like 30 minutes to get out of bed and then 25 minutes and then 20 minutes like do that the other thing is who is around you that you are going to commit to work out with or do something with and then that person is going to force you just by you in the back of your head knowing that oh at seven i have to be in the gym with this person like you have to get up and be there because like yeah. they're waiting for you you also gotta trust that person that that person will lead you to success right so anyone who watches controvert podcast you know that um dalen's also on the path to success as well mm -hmm. so i mean being honest i push you to be a better person right yeah i push you to like get the fuck up do the shit come on the podcast right yeah. well you gotta Talk push a good, yeah, role model, yeah. now you gotta push him yeah now you have to find a couple things that you can get like one up exactly, on him yeah. mm -hmm. and like 
embarrass him here in the exactly. podcast. I want that. I yeah, want that, bro. Because that way he's going to get better. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's man. coming. I mean, it's coming. Dude, like, it, it means a lot, brother. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, just coming on this podcast and giving motivation not to just everyone else, but also to us, it means so much. And, you know, you see all these podcasts, right? They're giving all this growth motivation stuff to just the viewers. But, you know, for you to just give it to us and the viewers, that's crazy, man. You know, because it all comes down advice. to us. Like it, we're all people. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how famous you see. Like I've been around a lot of famous people. They're just people, too. Mm-hmm. Like in person, they don't look that fit. They don't look that strong or that big. They don't look that smart either. Mm-hmm. Like there is some magical thing that happens when you take a clip and add some little music and little <laughs> effects <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Like the editing makes people like amazing. <laughs> He's laughing his ass off. Oh my <laughs> yeah, dude, all of that is fucking engineered. Like, <laughs> yeah, like people are just normal people. Now I have been around some people that work like insane, mm-hmm. that really have it, and then I'm like, fuck, like I'm so far away from that. Yeah. But then I also see myself like two years ago and who I am now and like the ways that you're able to make your mind focus on something. And like I used to be obsessed with video games. Like mm-hmm. I love video games, but I don't play them anymore. Like I'll play them every now and then with my son, like very randomly, probably like once every two, three weeks. Like and we play for an hour, like we barely play anymore. And I love video games. Mm-hmm. So find ways to like put that in a time of your of your day where you set as a reward mm. like this is something that jordan peterson talks about where he says make a deal with yourself and stick to it and for example you love video games say okay you can play video games for two hours if you put out two pieces of content on the channel that's the problem with like video games though like for, for me i play one two games <laughs> Dude, I'll fall in that addiction, bro. I'll, I'll not Sounds, stop. Yeah. Then, like, I get an addiction for, Another like, two game. weeks. And I'm like, I got to stop this shit. I'm, I'm sure every gamer out there knows what I'm talking about. You play a little bit. Like, I don't know if you guys play League of Legends. But yeah. League of Legends, I play, like, you, you lose some games. And you're just like, like all right, I got to play more until I fucking win. Or even yeah. PUBG or Fortnite. You're like, yeah. I have to win be- Victory Royale. And you're like, yes. shit. And you get sucked. Yeah. And then you get addicted for, like, two months whatever two weeks for me I'll, i catch it quick i catch it like you have to be very cognizant and self-aware like i'm doing something wrong i'm being a lazy motherfucker and when you realize you're being a lazy motherfucker that's really important because self-awareness like what we just talked about it goes a long way once you're self-aware of your problems then you will know that you gotta get the fuck out you gotta get the fuck up and do some work so that's why I think it all starts with self-awareness. I mean, if you're not self-aware, you think you're the shit. You think like these Tate followers, I'm not saying like Tate is bad or anything, but these Tate followers, there are some guys who take it up the ass and they're like, no, I'm a high value man. But what are they doing? Playing Fortnite every day. And it's, it's crazy. They have it. They're deluded in their mind that just because they follow Andrew Tate, they're high value. But they're just doing all this stuff that yeah. doesn't it's get called high value. motivation porn. Yeah. It's crazy how like nowadays like uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's a thing it is yeah 
no, no, they, they get hyped up and then they they don't even act on it. They're like, oh, I feel motivated. Let me go play some games. Or yeah, something, right? it's yeah. it's motivation porn. It's like it's an actual it thing. Is, yeah. It's just it's like true. porn. Like when you're watching porn and you, like if you're watching porn and 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 just masturbating, in that little moment you feel like the shit. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Like she's so hot yeah. and blah, blah, blah. in that moment you yeah, feel that, great. That's true. But then you're not really having sex with anyone. Oh. So if you're motivating yourself, but then you're not really doing anything. But I think, you know, what what's the fastest way to fix that? Just surround yourself with people who are like top. Yeah. When you do that, then there's no room because the reality hits. And then you see the person doing better than you growing, getting ahead, closing deals, making money, like having the girls and actually having sex with the women that they want to be with. And then you're like, fuck, I need that. I want that. Yep. That's kind of like I could relate to like what Andrew Tate says. Like you have to like kind of get a little angry on the inside, like kind of a little bit jealous of what other people have and what you don't have. And then you could get a spark going inside of you like, oh, OK, Wait. like like what you said earlier about uh, when you went on that yacht and you're like, oh, I didn't know. Like when you came from Cuba and then you're like, oh, I didn't know people have money could do this. Like I want to be on this level now. But before when you came, you're like, oh, I'm OK. Like save money and stuff but then when you when you have a little taste of that you know like they know everything you like and everything you're like oh damn you know like this is the life you know this is the good stuff you know you're like damn imagine if it wasn't just the food it was a woman too on the yacht that knew what you like you're like dude you know that's what's up you know that's where we're all trying to be at right yeah yeah i love this guy <laughs> that's the energy we need brother yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, no, that's hundred percent for sure. I, I, I want to build on that though. Um, yeah, there, you, we gotta be careful of that because viewers who see that and then they get mad and jealous of those people who get on yachts. They there's some that want to improve, but then well, there's what also he's some saying that is stay get, like that. He's saying get mad at yourself because you don't have that. That's what you yeah. meant, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Get mad at yourself. Well, okay. like, just like kind of angry in general you have to get like a little angry just be like oh it's like unfair you know like because yeah. the world is unfair you know like, it you is have to, yeah, yeah. you know what's the the best for that when another guy comes and takes your girl oh. <laughs> 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 Dude, some people need that some people really do need that bro someone just comes up and takes your bitch <laughs> never happened to me but you know i mean I, I understand. That's good motivation. That's, really, yeah, that's, that's, good motivation. that's good motivation. But you could also drive a guy insane that he just hates the fucking world and doesn't want to talk to oh, anybody. Oh yeah, I could push right? him. Like it's it goes both ways. It could go one way or the other. So I had a wife. I had to pay rent. I had to run my business. Even though I had all of that, I still joined a fraternity. I would still want my kid to go to college if it doesn't work out. So yeah. Now you're contradicting skills. yourself. We just had a whole discussion about how your kid is but, not gonna go to college because he's gonna go work with you on your business. No, no, no. That's the thing. So let me explain myself. Have the memories. Like being a little bit too harsh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to win and be a badass, or do you want to just live your life and have the experiences?